0: What's up, everyone? Welcome into the North and South Podcast. Actually, the first post-Super Bowl 55 edition of the North and South Podcast, where we bring you thoughts and ideas from all different directions. I'm your host, Evan Winner. Find me on Twitter at Evan underscore winner. Jason Curtis, my co-host, is here with me today. Find him on Twitter at JCBucksNation. And you can find both of our written work on BucksNation.com, which is the defending champion. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, SB Nation's Tampa Bay Buccaneers blog. Jason, man, you are doing well so far tonight? How's it going?
1: Yeah, man, I'm great, man. Still relishing in the Super Bowl glow, so they so they say. So I'm very excited that to be continuing to celebrate our Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's pretty exciting times, man.
0: Yeah, man, for sure. And thanks for hopping on to uh, join me for this impromptu quick episode, this discussion we're going to have. And I'm not going to dive into the details just yet because we have a special guest on with us to discuss this episode, or discuss this topic, rather. And it is Ren Dax from The Cast. You can find him on Twitter at Ren underscore Dax, and that's R-E-N underscore D-A-X-T. And you can also find him at The Cast on Twitter as well. Ren, dude, how's it going, man?
2: It's going pretty well. Uh, I've had a good couple of days since Sunday, uh, you know. The wife talks nicer to me and uh, food tastes a little better and uh, sun shining, you know, what, what great weather we had today for the boat parade down here. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, no complaints. No complaints. It's always See, good it's when the wife uh, treats you a little bit better. <laughs> yeah. You know,
0: or at least we think she does. I'm like, I, I think my wife is treating me better. I don't know. Just everything just feels better right now. But speaking of that boat parade, man. We got to try some of that avocado tequila. I don't know about y'all, but that stuff looks like it hits the, it hits the spot. Lit.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, don't so get, talk. I don't want to get anywhere near that stuff.
0: That, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I saw a few tweets today. It was like, uh, what's the TB12 method for a hangover? Dude, I guarantee you that will sell, sell out college campuses everywhere if uh, if he releases the <laughs> secret for that. So, interested to see. But So, what we're going to talk about today, guys, is I was tweeting – or not tweeting, rather, I was texting a buddy of mine. His name's Chuck. He lives in Michigan. He's a big Bucks fan. Shout out, Chuck. I know you're probably listening to this. Um, at least you tell me you listen, so I'm just going to pretend like maybe you are. Either way, uh, he asked me which defense was better, the 2002 Bucks or the 2020 Bucks, And I instantly replied, overall, 2002. But then I started thinking, well, if you're talking like, you know, just, straight up postseason defensive runs, you know, just the defense in terms of the postseason, I think you can have a pretty interesting conversation. And we're not going to try to rank them. We're just trying to gonna try to, you know, just put into context everything. But I think it's a fascinating conversation to really kind of put your finger on the pulse of both defenses. Ren, you've been a Bucks fan for forever now. Same thing with mm-hmm. same thing with me and Jason. And I mean you're the perfect person to talk to about this with, but real quick, before we dive in, uh, what was your favorite moment from Super Bowl 55 and when did you know Tampa Bay was going to win this game?
2: I guess my favorite moment was when uh, every national pundit picked Kansas city and just blew (laughs) off, blew off the part about how they had three starting offensive linemen and their left guard is now the third string, their third option, which of course means third string guard. Uh, and they act like that didn't matter, you know. And no, none of them said how the Chiefs were going to score. It was just that they're going to score, but that doesn't matter. It's Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, and they they score thirty, so that's what's just going to happen. And uh, they just, you know, like I said, throughout that information of of the tackles of three of of the five offensive linemen were playing new positions, uh, and, and uh, you know, a guy that hasn't played all year, and it, it was. It was so, you know, obviously I'm kidding. I really don't have a favorite part of a part of the Super Bowl. Um, I was just enjoying that because I came out on our pod on the Peter cast and I, I said, I said, I said, I don't know how the Chiefs are gonna move the ball. Like, I don't. Like, you're gonna have to max protect, or you're gonna have to run the ball, or you're gonna have to do what the Rams did, which is short passing game. And I don't think that Pat Mahomes is patient enough to do that. And not only that, Andy Reid came out and uh decided that uh you know, his guys were better than our guys, and it didn't matter. Uh, he wasn't going to keep six in or even seven to try to protect Patrick Mahomes, and he wasn't going to throw the ball short. Their only game plan on short passes was was Kelsey over the middle, uh, abandoned the run game till the second half, uh, got three points out of that, and by the time they got the ball, they were down another touchdown. So there goes the run game. I, it, I, <laughs> you know, Andy Reid left Pat Mahomes out to dry. You know, it was it was a it it was a high school football game. It was hike and the best athlete on the field runs around and just go get open. And it was it was it was bad. And I was I was I was flabbergasted and shocked that they just would not adjust. They love the
1: quote that Travis Kelsey had uh, in his postgame press conference. And he said they had it schemed up pretty well. I mean, the summary of it all was, you know, and and I love how Patrick Bones even quoted leading up to the Super Bowl that we didn't give them much credit, uh, as much credit as they were owed in week 12. And I kind of wonder if that lingered into the Super Bowl a little bit. I really feel like maybe they were they continued to not give this Buccaneers team any credit heading into Super Bowl 55. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I didn't watch a lot of, of what the Chiefs were saying, but from their game plan, like, it's hard to extrapolate any other, you know, solution or answer to that. It was just, our guys are going to be better than your guys. Uh, and obviously, it, it didn't work. Um, but uh, when I knew we were going to win is when the Chiefs came out and they started running the ball, and they said, you know, uh, with Hilaire, because they got the ball first, and I was like, okay. I'm like, okay, like, that's fine. Like I, already, like I said on the same pod, I was like – like running the ball for seven yards is fine because if you throw it to Kelsey or you throw it to Hill, they're going to get seven yards minimum anyway, you know? So it's just like a pass. Like it's no big deal. I'd rather have him run the ball because if you run it five times, I guarantee you those three of those runs are going to be for four yards or less. You know, one of them is going to be for one yard. And now you're behind the sticks and you got to throw it anyway. So uh Patrick Mahomes scrambling around in the first half I didn't care about. Like, you know, it, it reminded me a lot of like, that game, honestly, and I don't know if sort of listeners or, or you guys are kind of old enough to really remember this, but when Virginia Tech played Florida State for the national championship and Michael Vick was their quarterback at Virginia oh, yeah. Tech. Oh, yeah. And it was just, it's like, all right, Mike, like, you're the only. <laughs> and he kept <laughs> a minute for a while, but that was <laughs> it. It was just like, it was one guy against 11. Um, but when I knew they were, the bucks were going to win is when the Chiefs came out And they settled for a field goal in that first drive in the second half. And I made it to to 9-21. And I went, I'm like, that's not going to do it, you know. But what really sealed it is on the following drive, that's when uh, Fournette went around the end untouched. Allie didn't have to even hit anybody to the second level. And I was like, okay, it's over.
0: Dude, that run, just great power football at its finest. And I love that you brought up the max protect, the five-man protections. That was one of my talking points going into the- I'm sure it wasn't just mine. You know, Obviously, it was a lot of people's. But one of the points of emphasis that I was making during the week leading up was that Tampa Bay, one reason why they had so much success in the pass rush department in the Week 12 meeting was because of the five-man protections where he didn't leave any backs mm-hmm. or tight ends in the block. I figured he would have adjusted for that for sure. But I think the stat came out like they ran nine plays that had – Uh, tight ends or backs in to help block something like that or nine drop backs just just completely crazy you're right they put it all on Mahomes' shoulders if anybody is to blame um, in that game it is the coaching staff but obviously Tampa Bay's defense just completely played lights out those are the real heroes in this in this ball game but let's go ahead and dive in this conversation man so I'm just going to ask you just flat out and obviously you know, um, this is going to be more speculation speculation, if I can say the word correctly and all that good stuff. But in terms of like a postseason run from the playoffs on 2002 or 2020, who did it better?
2: I think you have to go with 2020 um, nice. and you can kind of go through like, you know, position groups by position groups and they stack up pretty well um you know it's going to be real close like you know i give the interior defensive line to this year and the linebackers of this year and they, like mm-hmm. you know and you get to linebackers you get to secondary it's going to be well you know it's not going to be much right. of a right. you know and and you're talking about a team that has three hall of famers now and and a, and a fourth guy who's in the room who got voted on to yeah. make it in the hall of fame and you're talking about this this two this mm-hmm. well i'm talking about this 2020 defense being better and I think the only stat or I don't think it's not really a stat, but the only sort of conversation point you can begin and end with whole this whole argument. And I'm sure if you've been listening to podcasts and stuff and, you know, the national networks is the Bucs went through Breeze, Rogers and Mahomes. You know, they're all going to be And I know I'm extrapolating a little bit about Mahomes, but they're all going to be first ballot Hall of Famers. Two of them are for sure first ballot Hall of Famers. Uh, and, you know, and it was all on, And two of them are on the road uh went through the league MVP who's lost six games in two years they went 13-3 back to back know what Aaron Rodgers of course and the Green Bay Packers so and the defense won those games like especially the Saints game the defense won the Saints game mm-hmm. it's a little hard to say the defense won the Chiefs game because the bucks ended up you know scoring 31 points true uh but it sure made it a lot easier with that defensive out there. You know, by the time the fourth quarter rolled around, you know, Patrick Mahomes barely knew where he was anymore. Like, I don't think he wanted to play. Like if they would have played, if they, if, if that game would have went on till like, we're going to play till the chief score a touchdown. I think the Bucks would have let them score before they actually could have scored. Like, like we're just done. Like, like you guys, like, oh, you know, Tyree catches a screen pass. Oh, I slipped on the grass and just big brother, little in.
0: brother type thing.
2: Yeah, like I think the like I don't think the Chiefs would have by the time. I'm not saying like the whole game, but by the time without the adjustments and getting beat up and chased around, and I'm sure you guys heard that stat. 500 yards, 497 yeah. yards, 497. scramble
1: 497. yards. Crazy. Yeah, not,
2: not cross the line of scrimmage, like behind the line of scrimmage, yes. and scramble yards in this game for Patrick Mahomes. That's absurd. It's almost absurd. half a mile.
0: I thought, what, 1100 yards equals a mile or something like that? It's crazy. I don't know. I don't no, actually, know. I think it's 1700. Either way, I don't know. I'm turning this into a math show. Don't need to do that. Go ahead, Ren. Sorry. <laughs> That's hard.
1: But <laughs> you know what? Yeah. You know what I was looking at was, and I was starting to break down some of those position by position, you know, and I was. You know, again, looking at the Monty Kiffin versus the Todd. Well, Bowles let's do it. I mean, let's, and the let's do Todd it. Two, you know, the, the, then there's the Tampa 2, which was became very famous, obviously, throughout and resonated throughout the NFL uh, aura, right? And then the other teams tried to replicate that defense, which was pretty amazing. But if you look at some of the key players, right, in the 2002 Buccaneers, who so they have John Lynch, Rondé Barber in the secondary, and probably the two best to do it. I think Ronnie Barber, absolutely Hall of Famer, going to hopefully make it in next year. Brian uh, Kelly led the league in
0: interceptions that
1: year, so with a incredible play. But you know what? I was watching that Super Bowl recently, so I was watching Super Bowl thirty-seven recently, and I was watching the sideline, and John Lynch would would go over, talk to Monty, and he would say they're doing everything we practice. They were, mm. they're calling mm. the right plays. They knew exactly what the Raiders were going to do, and they were playing to that scheme, and. Knowing that the two, or the 2020 Buccaneers, I don't think they really did know because Andy Reid is that good of a coach. And I think having the staff and, and the defense, or excuse me, the offense to be able to hide their plays a little bit, and, and plus Mahomes, they were even saying, I was just watching the Super Bowl uh, highlights, and they were saying, that dude's magical. They were saying that on the side, like, this dude's magic. He's seriously, I don't even know how he's doing some of these things that he's doing. And they were still able to shut him down. Being so unpredictable, that's probably the best answer. I'm, I'm 100%. I'm, I'm getting to the point where, Ren, I, I am 100% 2020 Buccaneers defense postseason. I think the variables were drastically uh, their polar opposites from where they were in, tw- in 2002 to where they were in 2020 and the type of offensive play that the Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs came into that game with was significantly different and the yeah. un- unpredictable nature that the Kansas City Chiefs brought and knowing that they didn't have any star secondary players we have great players Antoine Winfield Winfield Jr awesome safety uh Whitehead I dude tough as nails holy shit playing with that uh torn labrum in his shoulder that's amazing Sean Murphy Bunning, a growing you know slowly becoming a mature corner and, and, and everybody else that was obviously playing, and we do have the best, and I believe the Buccaneers do have the best linebacker core. So I started breaking it down and looking at, like, Shelton Corliss, and, and I was looking at Derek Brooks and comparing them a little bit, and I pulled some stats up, but we could talk about that a little bit. But, yeah, I think it's the unpredictability of what the Kansas City Chiefs bring to the Super Bowl this year versus what the Raiders did in 2002. It was very predictable. So yeah,
0: I like I like Ren's idea of going position by position. So Ren, if you want to start with the defensive line, yeah. if you want to take 20, 2002 two thousand two, I'll I'll say the twenty twenty names and we can work our way up real
2: quick. <laughs> you think as a guest I have done prep for this show? No, yeah. not at all. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <No. laughs> <laughs> two thousand two, two thousand
0: two we
1: had
2: Booger uh Rice sap. They had Booger. two guys filling in for Booger. No, Booger was hurt. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. My bad. They had two yeah. guys fill in for and who was the outside? Greg Spires and a Hanukkah?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you had and then you had uh, Derek Brooks, Shelton Quarles, and then um Dan, who was the third linebacker? Uh Al Singleton. Uh,
2: Al, Singleton. Yeah, Al
0: Singleton. Yep, Singleton. And then you had Brian Kelly, Ronde Barber, uh, John Lynch, obviously, Dexter Jackson, Dwight Smith, you know, whoever kind of rotated there at that right, point. Right. And then yeah, and so this year, obviously in Dominican Sue, Will Golston, then you have JPP, Shaq Barrett. Um Levante, Devin, and then everybody knows everybody knows the roster. No use no use to really go through it for this yeah.
2: year. I mean it's it's so it's, so if we take so if okay, let's do it this way. Let's 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 break the defensive line into two groups, okay, to make it more fair. So is that you got sap, uh and well, I guess whoever was filling in Culpepper was Culpepper on the team. I don't know. Pepper I'll, I'll, and I'll whoever roster. I'll look it up. Real quick. And whoever who was filling in for Booger at the time, and put them those guys up against Sue Vita, and Golston. Like who who are you gonna give the nod to? With and we're not including Sap in this. No, no sap's in it. It's okay. sap, It's Sap, Whoever the two headed monster was that filled in for uh, McFarlane. Even put Booger in it. Just make it easier. We'll put Booger okay. in it. Because he Char-tric was there for Darby. most of the year.
0: Targik
1: Darby. That's yeah.
2: Cool. Yeah. He called it, it. was. Yeah. Sap called like the something in Darby show. because Those two guys <laughs> that kind of rotated there. But we'll put him. Greg Booger. Spires, by the way. Well, yeah. He was the outside. But, yeah. yeah. But either way. Yeah. So. So are you going to give the interior uh, to the 2002 or the 2000? Where it's Sap and Booger and. You know, we'll Demi say Rice. Culpepper. No, Semi Rice is going to be an edge. I'm putting right. him on an edge.
1: Yeah, right? okay. Gotcha.
2: With, with, you know, Booger, and we'll say Culpepper. Uh, I'm not sure who's on the roster. And then against Sue, Vita, Vea and Golson, Like, who who do you guys give it to? I'll I'm take it okay. to
0: Warren, Warren, Sapp, Warren Sapp, <laughs> Sapp. Warren Sapp tips the scales, in my opinion. Just, I mean, Hall of Famer. He was still extremely effective in 2002. You know, it wasn't the 2004 edition of him um i not by much but i would take 2002.
2: i would think i would take 2002 too and i think we're going to run into this when we go kind of go down there especially when we get in the secondary because there's going to be lots of projections because True. the secondary you know though they're well established in their careers and all these guys in the back end you know year three you know he's leading the charge as the elder statement statement uh statesman so yeah, okay, so let's switch to Edge. So you got Simeon Rice and Spires against uh, JPP and Shaq Barrett.
0: 2020. I'm taking 2020. Yeah. Well, I'm no, taking... sorry. Sorry. Simeon Rice, man. Uh, fuck. Yeah. 2020. I think I'll, 2020, take, 2020 I'll, I think I'll take 2020. I'll take 2020. Yeah. I'm taking
2: 2022. I mean, it's real close yeah. because Simeon Rice was so great, but JPP and like, you know, Shaq Barrett ain't no slouch. And no. then, you know, you don't get a big bump from Greg Spires. So we'll go to linebackers. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll, put, we'll say Brooks and Quarles. We won't even put Singleton yep. in there. And then against David and White. 2020.
0: I'm going 2002 because I think, I think uh, Singleton was very, very good. I think he was – or Quarles, sorry. I think Corals was really good. I think he's a very underrated player.
2: Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to break the tie, and I'm going with 2020. I, don't well, know. I think, yeah, I, I think, like I think, I think you got two guys that are Hall of Fame type of players there at that position. I actually um,
1: pulled a little bit of stats here, and and it it was severely tipped to the 2020 uh, linebacker core here. Uh, total 49 tackles between White and David compared to Brooks and Corliss's uh, 30.
0: Jason, I love you, but you're killing me. Quarrels. It's corals. It's corals.
1: Corals. Corals. Coral Quarrels
2: coral, Shelton go. quartz. Right. There we go.
1: But I guess I, you know, and and then I was looking at the interceptions and tackles for loss, and Devin White two interceptions matched Derek Brooks. So and then the tackles for loss they didn't have uh, very good stats in the 2002 team, but just the tackles alone, the 2020 team was like killing it. So uh, here's, I, here's, I think here's it's a,
2: important. I'm sorry, real quick. I think it's important here, here. that the the listeners understand that this is just the playoff run. Right. right. This is not it, yeah. this is not the whole entire Brooks Lynch sap 10-year run. This is not the 2002 season. It's just the playoff run against the 2020 versus the 2002.
0: 100%. And here's one here's one thing I'm kind of kind of works as the foundation of this conversation as well is like you, what you're saying with the projections, Ren. This is a young defense compared to a veteran defense that had been in this system, that had known this system, the Tampa 2 system for, what, almost a decade at this point, whereas this is year two under Todd Bowles, so it almost heightens – actually, no, it doesn't almost. It does heighten the feet that much more. So let's go ahead and move to the secondary real quick.
2: Sure. Uh, corners are Kelly, Barber, and – Who's the other outside guy, the Dwight uh, Smith, or is he rotational safety?
0: I'm to tell you. Yeah, I think he would, he would have been the safety. Um, man, that's killing me. Hold on, I'm, I've got I've still got the roster pulled up there. Hold on. Um, Nate Webster was one of them. No, sorry, he was linebacker. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, buh, 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 buh. Maybe it was. Was it Dwight Smith? Maybe it was Cause because Dexter Dream Jackson was the other safety. Yeah, and Jermaine Phillips was on the team at the time too, and he was a safety.
2: He was a safety. Okay, so we're gonna say Dwight Smith. So we're gonna yeah. go Ronde, Brian Kelly, which you know Evan said correctly, uh, tied for the league in interceptions that year, and Dwight Smith against Carlton, SMB, and Dean. I'm going I'm going two
0: thousand
1: two. Two
2: thousand two. I'm going nope. two thousand two as well. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think uh, this is where I, when I talked about earlier that youth really kind of hurts this, uh, you know, in five years we could go back and go, what was I thinking? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause I, I think Carlton Davis is much better than any, than outside of bucks, fandom people give him credit for. And rightfully so, if you're not a bucks fan, you don't, you shouldn't follow him as close as we do. And if you watch the chiefs game, you know, week 12, You would have if you heard all these good things about Carlton Davis and saw him. You were like, okay, sure, yeah, okay, this is Mm. the best you got. Um, so let's move on to safeties. You got Lynch and Jackson versus uh, Whitehead Edwards. (laughs) White, I'm I'm jumping the gun on that one. Whitehead Edwards and uh, and uh, Winfield, three headed monster there. Dude, John
0: Lynch was such a game changer. But if we're going off just what the safety position did with Antoine Winfield Jr.'s uh strip of Jared Cook, the interception, and then obviously just the peace sign in general, even if it wasn't really a peace sign. Um I think I'm going 2020, man. I really do. Even if even if too, if Dexter Jackson won Super Bowl MVP that year, I think I'm
1: going 2020. I think collectively I really like the 2020 like Together as a unit, they came together and they were playing off of, they were very complimentary to each other.
0: And then Sean Murphy think, Bunning, you know, the three interceptions matching a feat that only Ed Reed did as well.
1: There you go. I, but I think looking at the 2002, it was very dependent on John Lynch and Dexter Jackson and what they were able to accomplish that
2: year. I it really says something. I'm going 2020 um i think dexter jackson and i know in this you know it's only sort of like a three four game parameter here and i think dexter jackson had the game of his lifetime right. and i couldn't even have told you who the hell he was they uh, him next year that tells you that much <laughs> yeah ex- exactly it was just it was just like you know it was like well that one guy from the cowboys i think one year had like two pick sixes or something <laughs> right. and they like, like you know turned it into like a 20 million dollar contract and then was cut after two years uh and then, you know, I know this is blasphemous, but I'm not a huge John Lynch fan. Like, uh, I, I, I think that John Lynch in that defense, I don't want to say he was a liability, but he couldn't, he could only play half of the safety position.
0: Makes sense. Oh, yeah, fair, fair. You
2: know, he, he had to play the Joker, Robber, down in the box guy, right? You know, cover the tight end, uh, knock people's heads off who came across the middle. But if you had to put him against, you know, like if if he had to end up taking somebody on the outside, or even like today's tight ends running up the hash, no, like ain't no way, no. Um, um, you know, I was just happy that John Lynch got into the hall at the point this year. If he didn't make it this year, like, I like, I like, I don't even want to hear about it anymore. Like, I just don't care anymore. Like seven, eight years of <laughs> of, of like, I don't care. Like you know, I've said my piece twenty seven times about John Lynch, like he's in or not, I just don't want to hear about it anymore, so um yeah i think i'm going with, I think I'm going to 2020 and it's 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 the versatility, and don't forget Edwards had a pick to seal the saints game yeah um so um, and you know, I just think they're better players, I just really do so so we gave defensive line to the two thousand two. Yeah. And we gave the cornerbacks to 2002 and then we yep. gave edge linebacker and safety no 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 you guys both said 2002 on on the safeties so it's three no, to I
0: said, two that's said 2020 i said 2020. okay i said okay.
1: 2002 but now you guys with with your convincing arguments <laughs> i'm swaying to that side <laughs> so it's three <laughs> so to i two, would say so it's
2: three to two 2020 bucks on who we thought was better um, go. and it's a little unfair because like a lot of these guys careers haven't extrapolated out, um, because like they could fall off a cliff, 100%. Know, this could be their best years. This could be their, you know, like we were talking about these, uh, not Dwight, but Dexter Jackson year. Um, so yeah, so that's where I am. And again, I think the 20 and no fault are their own, but they're 2002 bucks. I think they went to like Jeff Garcia and you know, like.
0: Donovan, Jeff. Yeah, it was Jeff and then Donovan and then Rich Gannon, which yeah. we'll, yep. we'll just, well, that, hey, that, that's actually a perfect segue. So let's kind of round this conversation out before we sign off with, you know, we went through the individual. Well, not well, quote unquote individual in terms of individual units breakdown. Let's go in sense of team accomplishments. So <clears throat> 2002, still the only postseason game where the 49ers have never scored a touchdown. Tampa Bay's the only ones to ever hold uh, San Francisco mm-hmm. without a touchdown in the postseason. Uh, shut down the vet. The Eagles were fourth in points per game that year. Held them to 10 points. And the touchdown, the lone touchdown, was because Brian Mitchell returned the kickoff 70 yards to open the game. Um, and then you take down the NFL's best offense, the NFL MVP, in terms of Rich Gannon, and just absolutely just destroy the Oakland Raiders. So now look at 2020. You've got the Washington game, sure, impressive, cool. But then you've got, like you mentioned, Dax three straight Super Bowl MVPs, three straight NFL MVPs.
2: Just is guys that NFL are MVP. Yeah, do what Breeze is not an M- NFL MVP. Oh, he's not an M- NFL. MVP. I know, isn't that amazing? I
0: thought he won. I could have scored <laughs> <won> one more. Okay, Super Bowl MVP. Super Bowl MVP. There you go. Yeah. Anyway. So, so three straight. Super Bowl MVPs, still two straight NFL MVPs. <laughs> and, then, and then, like you said, probably three first ballot Hall of Famers. I mean, and then doing it on the road at the same time in the playoffs, yeah. and then winning the Super Bowl in your yeah. own stadium. I mean, when you look at team accomplishments, it's kind of hard to separate the two between that.
1: Well, look at what look, look at look at uh, two quarterbacks that were at the top of their game as well. Um, in Aaron Rodgers again, you know, and I know Aaron Rodgers kind of peaked early and then went down and now kind of peaked back up and now getting NFL MVP this year. Um, but I mean Patrick Mahomes is just playing light out over the past two, three seasons, and he's just been remarkable at, at, as well. So I think going through that many quarterbacks again, I think it was just uh, obviously a really bad game for New Orleans, obviously given that Drew uh, breeze was injured. Uh, but obviously, going through Aaron Rodgers from a defensive perspective, going through Aaron Rodgers and going through Mahomes, I think is I think a little bit more than having to
2: go through Garcia and uh, and Rich Gannon. Yeah, it's way more, and 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 it's because of what you talked about, Jason. Uh, we all know that the year before that was Gruden was the head coach of the Raiders, uh, and they were using the same verbiage, and they were using his offense. Like they didn't even change like the verbiage. So when you, you talked about how John Lynch was up by Monty Kiffin, I've also seen him like next to John Lynch and clips going. It's like we're in their. It's like we're in their huddle. It's like they had they had their playbook. They had it, and Probably. so I don't care what how many NFL MVP. Like I don't care how many accolades you got during the season. It was an unfair mismatch, and and it wasn't. It had nothing to do with coaching. It was just it was. It was almost cheating. It was like, here you go. These are the plays we're going to run. <laughs> when you hear these calls, this is what they mean, and their checkoffs, and let's go play football. I mean, it's remarkable Raiders scored at all. Allowed to, uh,
1: 21 points. The Raiders still scored 21 points.
0: Yeah, well, hey, the cool part is... uh First three quarters of that game, Bucks only allowed nine points. First three quarters of this last Super Bowl, Bucks only allowed nine points. So, I would love hey. to see like I would love to see like the six quarter comparison to other teams six quarters in any two Super Bowls they've ever played in. I guarantee you, it's one of the most dominant you know first three quarters of each game that probably in in Super Bowl history. Um, but either way, great, excellent conversation. I had to rep the 2002 squad there at the end. Just kind of had to put it out there. I'm I'm in greens with y'all. I think you give the edge to the 2020 team. And the poll that I put out on Twitter received about 335 votes, so a decent decent amount of activity. And 60 percent or maybe even 61% gave the nod to the 2020 team. So feels like Bucks Nation, even though it's only 335 votes, still pretty overwhelming a majority, and was not as near as close as I thought it was going to be. Rand, dude, thank you so much for hopping on, man. Um, I know I gave you a shout out and gave you props in the beginning, but let everybody know where they can find you before we sign off.
2: Sure. Uh, if you want to talk to me personally, the best way to do that is on Twitter at rendax R-E-N underscore D-A-X-T. I'm always down to talk Buccaneers football and I have a podcast uh, with an open seat. If you're interested in hosting, no completely Ooh. kidding uh i <laughs> <laughs> uh special guest host <laughs> special guest host yeah a trial thing um emphasis no I've, I've i've been doing a podcast with uh my co-host bren allen for five years we have over a half a million downloads i have no idea how many youtube you know uh Watches, I don't even know what they call it. Video, how I many looks that we've got on YouTube? Uh, we've got over, under 500 episodes on our belt, and we've been doing it for five years. But uh, Brent is hanging it up after this season, and you're going, Ren, the season is over, yes. But we always do an award show, so we have two more shows with Brent, uh, and then I will be uh continuing on the Petercast. So, uh, as of now, if you want to talk uh, the Petercast across all social medias Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that, uh, uh but if if you're talking, to them, you're talking to Brent. If you want to get a hold of me, it's the uh, Twitter <laughs> handle that I told you. So, uh, yeah, big things to come. I got a lot of things in the hopper. Um, drastic changes will be coming to the Peter cast. Uh So uh, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a fun offseason. The Buccaneers are right in the middle of a 28-0. We're going to go 28-0 right in the middle of that run. On, going undefeated next year all the way to the Super Bowl and win that
0: let's do it dude i am down y'all heard it there be sure to check him out does excellent work like he said five years running the top bucks podcast out there Ren, thank you again so much man and take care tonight you got it anytime thanks for having me yes sir huge shout out to Ren and jason for coming on and having that discussion with me it was a lot of fun uh definitely interested to see what y'all think so be sure to hit me up on twitter send uh you know comments, whatever on the post. Um, let us know what you think. 2002 defense or the 2020 defense? Who did it better in the postseason? Well, hey everyone just wanted to take a quick moment to give you all some personal news. Here in the next couple of weeks, I am going to be leaving Bucks Nation Radio. I am going to be moving over to the Believe podcast family. I will be doing the Believe in Tampa Bay podcast where it is the Bucks centric podcast for the for the network. If you haven't ever heard of Believe, be sure to check them out. B L E A V. They're really cool what they do is they uh take former players from the teams that the podcast centers around and they team them up with somebody like me, a loser like me who can kind of guide them through and host the show and all that good stuff. I was initially supposed to be set up with Doug Martin. That fell through. He probably listened to my stuff and was like, oh, screw that guy. I don't want to be on the air with some ginger. Just kidding. But in all seriousness, it did fall through. So they're currently looking for uh, somebody, a suitor for me, perhaps. But at the end of the day, it'll be me for a while flying solo. Hey, I have no issue with that because I have all of you out there to... Be by my side to help comfort me, to help listen, lend a lend a listening ear. But anyways, I'm rambling at this point. Very excited for this move. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so be sure to be on the lookout for that. It'll still still a couple more weeks down the road. I'll still be doing a couple more episodes here on Bucks Nation on uh, Bucks Nation Radio for the North and South podcast. But I just wanted to make everyone aware of that. So like I said, be sure to be on the lookout for that here in the next couple weeks. But until then, everyone, you know what to do. Stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy, and go buck.
1: Yeah, well this mad world made me crazy. Might just turn around do 180. I ain't and I ain't kissing no baby. The devil on my doorstep being so shady. Mm, don't trip, we don't gotta let him in. Don't trip. Hey, yeah. I let it go, but I never go with it, huh yeah, okay, cool, this fall weather, fuck the bullshit, I'm here to make it all better with a little music for you, I don't do enough for you, without you, it's the color blue, oh, no trick, I was in the city, they was talking that shit, had the homies with me, all of a sudden they split, we ain't even worried, we just laughing, that's rich, you know how it goes, it ain't broke, don't fix